Welcome to the Barefoot Scholars Podcast. Join three moms as we share all we've learned and are still learning on our adventure from paper and pencil work to the wide open world of barefoot education. Hi, welcome to Barefoot Scholars, very first content-based podcast where we're going to talk about how it started and what it looked like when we very first started four years ago and how it's going, what it looks like now, and the differences in the two. So um, I started homeschooling in July of 2020. I had a incoming kindergartner, an incoming second grader, and a baby who just turned one. Um, I had just started becoming a stay-at-home mom. I was a teacher before. Um, and so in my mind, what that school looked like for me was so much time spent inside the schools. I expected to be on the PTO and volunteering in the classrooms, leading reading groups or, you know, whatever the teacher, however the teacher could use my support. I expected to be working the book fairs and providing breakfast for the teachers. Um, and that was really, truly my whole reason for staying home. I wanted to really be involved in the classroom. And um, obviously a lot of things changed when the school year started in August of 2020. Uh, For us, it was July of 2020, but a lot of things changed. And when I found out that no parents were gonna be allowed in schools, just really hurt me. (laughs) Um, I was really trying to grapple with what that looked like. And also I was just really not okay with knowing that my babies were going to be, especially my kindergartner with it being her first year of school, were going to be in a school for more hours than they were with me and that I wasn't even going to be allowed to set foot in the classroom um, or in the school at that. Um, that just really hurt me and it was in that moment that I felt the pull to homeschool. I zoomed in on the school board meetings. I kept up with every single, you know, every other week the, uh, the protocols were changing and I kept up with every single one of them and I was following along on the local Facebook group pages and Gosh, it just, what was going to happen in the schools when my middle daughter was starting kindergarten and my oldest was starting second grade just did not sit well with me. And so um, ultimately about a week before they started school, I decided to pull them and start homeschooling. And I was terrified. Uh, All curriculums that I researched were backordered because, you know, I wasn't the only one in this situation. Um, I didn't know anyone in the world (laughs) that homeschooled um gosh I the one curriculum that I had decided on based on YouTube videos and Instagram videos that I was looking on was back ordered until like December I think or November of 2020 and I knew that just wasn't gonna work so I went with my second choice um which was still back ordered a couple weeks but I was able to pull some things together and start schooling um Yeah, and it was really scary, and, you know, the world was still kind of shut down, Mm -hmm. and I uh, ended up making a Facebook group (laughs) Um, and inserting it into our local, uh, Mm -hmm. like, into our local community chatter, Mm -hmm. and was just like, hey, I want to, like, play at the playground because I don't know anybody that's doing this thing, and I met a lot of really cool homeschool moms some which just homeschooled that year and went back into the system because they realized that wasn't for them um but then others really fell in love with the whole entire lifestyle and the whole idea of homeschooling and i'm still friends with today and the girls are still friends with their kids and 
Yeah, it's something I could have never predicted. Um, but I am just really so freaking thankful for <laughs> and every night I go to bed and I just can't believe that I get to just wake up and do every day with my kids I love it and with my people I have a question for you but I'm gonna let Hannah go ahead and start and then I have a question for both of you okay okay so my experience um you know when the world shut down in 2020 um we were we we have a daughter who had a lot of medical issues and we needed to make sure that we were careful with her and so our um two older sons started their second grade and kindergarten year um on virtual school and the schools were doing a fine job um there were no complaints there um but they were doing only math and reading or math and language arts and so in the meantime i was kind of following what my kids were interested in and trying to fill that time and Mm -hmm. fill that space because we were all home together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when they were doing that, I remember vividly that there was this one day and we had found a bunch of feathers outside on our driveway and my kindergartner son had collected them in baggies and brought them all in and was measuring them and then got a notebook out and drawing all the different feathers and trying to figure out what bird these came from. And he was also measuring, seeing how big they were, the different sizes, comparing. He was drawing pretty intricately the the different colors and shades of all the feathers and was it one bird, was it two birds, what, what had happened on this. And my uh, phone went off. My alarm went off that he needed to get on and Zoom. And this particular child um, always ended up signing off of his Zooms that he was supposed to be on <laughs> when they were practicing their letter sounds and practicing their numbers um, in the kindergarten structure. And so that day, though, really stuck with me because I realized, like, wait a second, he was he was already doing numbers. He was already, he was measuring, and he's five, you know, but he had a ruler out trying to figure out how big these um, feathers were, which is not what you do when you're Mm -hmm. in the very first few days of kindergarten. But it dawned on me that these kids are curious, and they want to learn, and they have these things that are going to provide learning opportunities just by their natural curiosities. And that really hit me of wait a second, I think we can live our life in this way that allows them to learn at home and and to homeschool. And so um, I actually called Michelle. That's a theme you'll hear in this (laughs) podcast. Um, But I called Michelle because Michelle actually was my oldest son's preschool teacher in the public school Um, in the public school system. He went to a public school preschool that is housed by our district. Mm -hmm. And Michelle was his teacher, which is how I met her. And so I knew through social media that Michelle was already homeschooling, right? Mm-hmm. You were already yeah, we home. never yeah. did the virtual school. Yeah, you had pulled. So I had done the virtual, and I knew Michelle was doing it, so I messaged her and said, like, I'm so lost. I never thought I would ever do this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm having these experiences with virtual school, and I feel like I'm getting pu- this pull. Mm-hmm. And so I came over on her back deck and had a fire and looked through her curriculum and learned more about the fact that I... I could do this, and mm-hmm. I pulled them. Um, it was Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. uh, of 2021. No, 2020. 2020 of mm-hmm. 2020. That's mm-hmm. right, of 2020. So 
um, just when I saw, again, like that real life could take over and teach the lessons, Mm -hmm. I just knew there was some, there was a different route for us that Mm -hmm. was going to work for our family. When I think back to like... (laughs) How we thought we had it all figured out then. Oh, yeah. Our binders. Compared to like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we're, we're same thing with that. you when yeah. you came over. Mm-hmm. Lots mean, of binders and curriculum. And very scripted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what they'll do every but single day. But you know day. what? And it got us through the first year. It did. They did it. It yeah. helped relieve some of the overwhelm yeah, that I think sure. we felt as, holy cow. And to find We're a not only responsible as yeah. a mom, but now we're responsible as the teacher of these children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all this responsibility falls on our shoulders. Yeah, it was a lot <laughs> to accept. Mm-hmm. And we never saw each other in these positions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I had a similar, um, yeah. like, experience as you. I also started virtual schooling Emma um, after seven months of kindergarten. We went home because of COVID. And then the next year we decided to virtual school. And really, I, I, I thought about this question, like, why did I decide to homeschool? And I thought... Was it because of the the lesson on math and the geometry of, like, this is what a cylinder, this is what a cone? But then I really, like, I thought more about it, you guys, and I'm like, no. It was because what really told me to say, we can do this differently, was because kindergarten was hell. Mm. Kindergarten was so emotional for Emma. Mm-hmm. And everybody told me, oh, by Christmas, oh, by Labor Day, oh, da, da. she's mm-hmm. going to do fine. But every day was a struggle. Every day there was tears. Every day. Every day there was fights. And we started out, like, okay, being super empathetic, like, this is new, this is hard, Bowie's going to be with you on the bus, he's going to walk you. And I thought it was going to get easier, but mm-hmm. it never did. Mm-hmm. It never did. And even when we left because of COVID, she still hated school. Mm-hmm. Not because of the teachers, not because of the principal, not because of school, just because she hated being separated from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard, you guys. Like, sending my baby, who was five years old, in complete tears, and doing the whole route of being empathetic, and then being a hard ass, and then being like, okay, I, I get it, and you can do this, and trying to empower her, nothing worked. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... God, there's something different. There's something different that we can do and we can still get an education and do things differently. And that was really the reason why I homeschooled. I mean, if Mm -hmm. I I, I truly think back, I think back to that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the reason why we homeschooled because Mm -hmm. that emotional toll on my daughter and on me and my husband was, it wasn't worth it. Because I'm sure that didn't feel natural for you at all. At all. So I want to ask both of you, Mm -hmm. um, what gave you the courage? And I'll ask Michelle first. Like, you were the person that Hannah and I went to, yeah. and like, okay, you're homeschooling, you're not virtual schooling, <laughs> so why, how, okay, and maybe answer this, what gave you the courage to homeschool? I have no idea, except that, like, you know, like I said, I was following the school board meetings, which were, gosh, at that point, like, I feel like twice a week, like, almost every other day, you know, it was like, this data is out, and so this is what we're going to do, and then the next one was this, and the next one was this, and I started, you know, turning this idea on my head. Um, and truthfully, I really wish I could have when Ella started kindergarten. Um, but I was still working and we weren't in the place for me to quit my job yet. And we kind of had some financial goals that we wanted to achieve before I quit my job. And I was on board with that. Um, but, you know, at this point, I already knew I wasn't going back to work. Um, it just didn't make sense financially with the three kids and the care we needed and my husband's hours and, um, 
gosh, you know, I, I struggled with many of the protocols, many of the protocols I heard, whether it, and I'm not saying that our township did it well. I'm not saying they didn't do it well. I'm saying nobody was prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Nobody had the right answer. Um, when the protocols ran out, the final things with what our school district was going to do, it was not the first year of school I wanted Callie to have. It was not, you know, very structured, no working in groups, no moving around the room, assigned lunch seats, that whole social aspect, which is, you know, ironically, one of the things you hear about homeschooling, all those things were were closed off. There was no, she was going to get to sit by her friend at lunch. She was going to get to do this. She was going to get to do that. Um, but the one that really just closed the coffin for me was knowing that I was not going to be allowed in that building. Mm-hmm. That just did not sit well with me. And it was that day that I sent a note to a letter of intent to withdraw to the principal. Um, just knowing that. You know, at the time, before that, when Ella was in first grade there, in kindergarten there, the parents went into the school for pickup line. You know, that was no longer. The parents were going to stay in the the car. And, you know, knowing how much, in her first grade year, I was in her classroom once a week, and I led a reading group for her first grade teacher. And that was that, when I had a new baby, and I had quit my teaching job, that filled that void I had to want to teach and want to help other kids when I was just, you know, just at home mm-hmm. taking care of my newborn that filled that void that I felt and I assumed that that would always be there and when I was told no and when I was told that I could not set foot into the building that my children were in for six and a half hours a day seven hours a day with adults that I might not have known um that was just kind of it for me did you Honestly. think you were going to do it forever? Or did you think it was just temporary till mm. restrictions were lifted? That's like, a good question. Honestly, at that time, it was a day-by-day situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't probably, think... Or, yeah. For me, I will say, I say... I don't think I could look past that first day. Yeah. I don't think I could look past that second day. Um, even still, when people ask me, I'm like... Yeah, I think so. But also, mm-hmm. I have no idea what, I, I don't know what middle school looks like. But if she were in public schools, I wouldn't know what middle school looked right. like. If right. she were in public schools, I wouldn't know what high school looked like. Right. I don't know what it looks like now. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I I really don't know. I, I don't even think I could see past the fact that they're telling me I can't be with my babies. And that's not okay. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to do something about that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like... That's just where it was. And there was no, no, that Mm -hmm. I was just, I had a huge problem with that. I was already staying at home. In my mind, like when my mom asked me, you know, how we came to this decision, I was just like, I can't mess them up any more than the public school is going to do this year. And I also knew that the public schools could not deny them if we figured out that it wasn't working for us. Or, you know, I knew that at any point I could send them back to their home schools and that they would accept them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that that was on the back burner as a second option. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I kind of just, I kind of just went all in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love just... it. What about you, Hannah? What gave you the courage to make the decision? Um, I think talking to Michelle helped a lot because I think it just to have community and have someone else that I knew that was going to do it too. And what I could learn from her or just, have a safe space with Mm -hmm. her to understand what I was doing because I didn't know you at this point um Mm -hmm. so like 
just having someone that I could relate to because I did not. I mean, I always thought homeschooling was like cult like yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, religious. I mean, reli- I, I'm a secular homeschooler, so for me, it was very, very unique because I'm like I'm here in the middle of Indiana, and a secular homeschool is like not what really exists. And so, just knowing that I had someone that I could have a safe space with, who would accept me for exactly who I am and what my values are, and um, be able to empower me. I think that was super, super helpful. And then I think the courage, the other the other aspect of the courage just came from we realistically, we had been doing it, but we always we had the guide through the year of twenty twenty. We had the guide of the mm-hmm. teachers. And I never I mean, I was very vocal about praising that and, and also about feeling like the only reason I can do this and help guide them through this is because I have the guide of the teachers. Mm-hmm. So it was it was confusing for me when I was going to let go of that, like, life vest, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm, uh, it's sink or swim. Yeah. But I started swimming. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know what exactly gave me the courage, but I think it was just continuing to do it every single day mm-hmm. and just realizing I was going to show up, I was going to try my best, and I was going to mess up, and I was going to see – what happened with my kids, the, the funny thing was for us, the reason I pulled Labor Day weekend was because we were going on a trip. And so I actually jumped straight into, at that point, our um, best friends lived in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we had intended, even with them virtual schooling, we were going to go out and visit them, and we were going to drive the 16 and a half hours to go out there. <laughs> And have some time with them. And I knew that the kids, I realized the kids could do their virtual schooling mm-hmm. anywhere they had Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So I was fine with that. But I ended up pulling them prior because I realized I think we can do more. And I think we can be out there and have less um, tethered time. Mm-hmm. You know, we can explore this new part of the country we can Mm -hmm. see with this like we can take a day trip to Maine which we did Mm -hmm. and hike in these forests and see these different things Mm -hmm. and then without your alarm going off without my alarm going off that I had to come back for a zoom meeting Mm -hmm. and so that was really my push of the timing um and then I think when we sat there and lived our lives and I saw all that our kids were learning and growing and the activities they were choosing to do on their own, I, I think my kids are what continued to give me the courage yeah. to, to, to do it. I mean, they, they are the ones who um, empower me now, and I think they empowered me then mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think for me, um, I had to borrow some courage, you guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of courage. I had to borrow some from you, Michelle, mm-hmm. and then I met you, Hannah, and I had to borrow some from you. And I, I really thought, okay, I can do this. I I thought about the, the Zoom meetings for learning how to read and the Zoom meetings on what a cylinder looks like, and I thought, wait, let's take a step back and give her real-life concepts and real life opportunities to learn and 
I thought, you know what, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I I really honestly, I I feel like every single day I had to borrow courage from you guys. Like I, every day I (laughs) decided to homeschool every single day. It's not like I made the decision four years ago and I was going to homeschool. I feel like every single day I make the decision to homeschool. Mm -hmm. And I had to borrow some courage from people and I had Mm -hmm. to borrow some courage from even maybe some past journaling that I've done. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I was really courageous and I need to borrow that. And I need to, like, hone in on that and kind of speak life to myself mm-hmm. and, and bring that to the table. And I don't know. I think it's interesting that we all come from different, yeah, different, uh, I guess, like, backgrounds. And But we all want the same goal, which mm-hmm. is to provide great relationships with our children, to educate our children, mm-hmm. and do it in our own, like, interesting mm-hmm. ways, right? I remember when you came to me, one of the conversations was but she hates reading and it's just a fight to sit her down at the computer. And Mm -hmm. you know, she hate, and I'm like, but when you pull her, then you're in charge Mm -hmm. and you get to, yeah, you don't have to sit in a specific chair in front of a screen and Mm -hmm. you can make it relatable to her. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to read this exact passage. No, you can read whatever is interesting to her and to you and whatever you can bond over mm-hmm. and, and I I, it took so a lot more convincing for you than it did for her you know, <laughs> to it, pull yeah. honestly I think back to that I think my biggest fear was like honestly like I could blame public school if my daughter wasn't successful yeah and I thought oh sh- dang it I can't blame anybody if I'm homeschooling yeah. it's all on me I mean I feel like that we all scary. wake up to that every yeah, day that was really yeah. scary for me uh, yeah and I thought, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. And if anybody knows who I am, I'm so, like, I'm, like, self-diagnosed ADHD. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, completely, like, out there. So I didn't think I had it within me to, like, truly educate my daughter. So I think you were giving me the courage and, and motivating me to think, yeah, you can do this. This, is, this isn't as complex as you might think it is. Yeah. So thank you, Michelle, for that. Well, you're welcome. And but I, you kept coming back, so yes. and it I was in every you. Day. You show up every day. Yeah, yep. I feel like you also teach us. I mean, Michelle's definitely type A. I'm not type A, <laughs> but I'm like maybe more type A than you, for sure. But not type A in any in any way, shape, or form. But I feel like you remind me, and I dare say Michelle as well, like to play, to mm-hmm. have fun. You mm-hmm. give us the courage to like let go release be mm-hmm. in the moment with our children mm-hmm. and or you at least give our kids the opportunity to enjoy or your the, playfulness to play with you they just yeah know or sometimes just play with you no to go to you for and then we were tag really hard or on empowering you to say no to them and have some mama time it's yes. a balance yes. it's a balancing act yes. i see you guys getting involved with them all the time so but thank you for saying that well yeah. yes but in different ways <laughs> I, uh, I mean she's the fun yeah, cool you're mom, the fun no you're doubt, the fun mom no for sure <laughs> for sure so another thing that we uh i mean just really quickly so okay we started in july slash august of 2020 and even when i was finding communities on facebook <clears throat> um and reading people's stories and finding instagram accounts to follow and finding all this encouragement you know all the things that these people talked about they were not available to us mm-hmm. the you know your mm-hmm. local library is offering classes mm-hmm. your local museums offering classes your local this your the co-ops, none of that was happening because obviously we had restrictions, whether they were government, whether it's personal preference, whether it was, you know, the entity of the 
children's museum, whatever, whatever case, there were so many restrictions and a lot of those things weren't available to us. Um, and so again, that's why I kind of put the Facebook group out. Hey, we're going to meet at a different park local to us within 20 minutes. Uh, I don't know. Show up if you want. This is what I'm wearing. I, that's kind of how I got out there. Um, and kind of, Made a community. Most of those people aren't still around, but they are still in groups that we interact with or classes, and I still see them around, and I think it was what we all needed mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but, you know, now, like, oh, my gosh. I mean, just last week, we had at least two things going every single day of the week, which is not normal for us. It was kind of like a because of the holidays coming up and schedules got thrown off and all that. Um, but, I mean... Even if you got started at that time in homeschooling, it is nothing. Even though I didn't start virtual schooling, even though I didn't start, you know, I I started straight out homeschooling on my own. It was still very tough because I still needed socialization. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband was working a lot of hours out of the home. That left me uh, really going crazy because I thought that I was going to have a kindergartner or a second grader. And I thought I was going to have this wonderful year with my one-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. third, probably last baby at home. You know, I was going to, all the things we were going to do. And then, like, I mean, I made the decision. But life got flipped upside down without mm-hmm. uh, really my permission. It just kind of happened. <laughs> and I kind of went crazy. And I quickly learned that, you know, we needed to get outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know you guys, you're like lifelong outdoor learners. (laughs) And I am new to this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So speak to that. Truly, yeah. What was the hardest part for you to like get outside and change your mindset of like weather and being outside? Talk to that. You want want me to be really honest? Yeah. I didn't like dirty kids. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was never allowed to be dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really play outside. My sister and I never. We, I mean, maybe like a walk around the block with our friends, but we didn't like. We had a swing set. We did. Mm-hmm. But shoes on. But I time. don't. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like no dirt. We would not be getting wet. Like if we mm-hmm. were like saw something. You know, like a stream or some water that looked really enticing. <laughs> We'd be, like, in swimsuits at the pool and, like, that. I mean, there were, like, very strict boundaries yeah. where all that happened, yeah. right? Um, I Really, the only time I remember, like, feeling free outside was when we would go to my grandma and papa's farm. I remember papa would take us fishing out in the cow pond. Uh, but we had to dig for our own worms. And that was the only time I ever had dirt on my hands. Ever. I couldn't stand it. It was awful. But I loved the fishing part. Um, and so I kind of, I mean, when Chad and I first had Ella, we took walks around the neighborhood with her. But that, that was kind of the extent of it. Um, and then 2020 hit and you couldn't do anything but go outside. And so... When Chad, he would have, like, he would work 13 days and have every other Sunday off because they were just slammed at work due to his line of work. Um, and we started going to state parks because there was nothing else to do. And, you know, we, we couldn't be in enclosed spaces and we wanted to be outside. And luckily, I live in a court and my one neighbor, they're empty nesters, and she would come outside and play with the kids with me. And, you know, we weren't super comfortable coming into each other's homes at the same time, so that was, like, the only time... Mm-hmm. That I could have other adult interaction. 
Um, so that jump started it. And then, like I said, Chad and I would take the girls to state parks. And Michelle, I was like, I remember wow. running into you at Glens Valley. Yeah. And with, I was with Tabby. Yeah. And we like stayed our distance and yeah. talked because it was during COVID That was like times. the second like hike yeah, we've ever we been outside <laughs> and we were hiking because we were all like chasing our own sanity and that was an interesting time. Yeah. So that was one of your first hikes. Yeah. Okay. And that's what, five minutes from our house, mm-hmm. and... A very easy bike, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Very manicured, uh-huh. very uh, not rugged. But you know what? I saw the benefits of it. Uh-huh. I realized that my mind felt a lot better. I realized that my kids got all their energy out, and then they were calmer when they came in the house, when I needed them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just all felt really, really good when we were outside mm-hmm. and we were barefoot and, I you know, that. our kids are really attracted to water. Mm-hmm. I know your kids are mm-hmm. absolutely uh, yeah. very much doing parts of that, but yeah. Hannah, what about you? What were your, your first like days outside? During um, I think year? when, well, I think kind of when the world shut down, we, my husband was working from home, so we would try to get out and just take a walk around the neighborhood, but same thing, very manicured. Even though I did, I definitely grew up in more of a play outside. We hiked a lot in my childhood. We went on, like, big hiking adventures, and um, nature was always super important to my family and to me, but I don't know how much of it it was not that active in my life because I think I was just mm-hmm. busy and, and yep. before staying the home, schedules working and, and mm-hmm. having multiple kids and it just, it just didn't, it didn't fit in. Um, or we did not prioritize it is probably a better way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when everything shut down and like we said, there was, there wasn't really much of a choice but to go outside. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you could do. Mm-hmm. And so same thing, we got a state park pass and we started going on, um, hikes and then, I tiptoeing into the homeschooling journey. Mm-hmm. Um, once we were there, I started learning a lot about the benefits of nature, um, not just for you know our minds from a just traditional standpoint, but specifically in the name of anxiety and mm-hmm. depression and um, just learning how nature can impact that. And we have a uh, our oldest struggles a lot with anxiety and when I learned about how nature can just completely change that Mm -hmm. um, I was really inspired by that I also witnessed it with my own eyes of watching my son who is terrified of heights and sometimes won't even go up staircases but then will be climbing up you know on all fours bear crawling up and leaning over something that's giving me anxiety mm-hmm. now because he's leaning off a ledge and I'm afraid of what's going to happen but he feels so safe and so secure in nature and you know even my pediatrician when we've discussed his anxiety and what to do and how to how to help him and support him um our pediatrician knows that we homeschool obviously and so he's just been so encouraging of stick with nature keep with nature Mm-hmm. everything that you can do in nature, do that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that definitely helped me um, give an extra motivation to, because I, wa- I want to protect the mind and the heart and the mm-hmm. souls of my children. I want to help them. Um, but I think I also just see the times that we 
the three of us together with our children stumble across a crawdad and they're mm-hmm. trying to catch it and they're they're creating some sort of contraption using a crock and a stick mm-hmm. and a who knows what else to catch this crawdad and then they're examining it and seeing what happens and they're finding smaller ones and larger ones and figuring out how they all piece together. It's interacting and being curious about mm-hmm. what is that? Hey mom, will you look this up on your phone to see what this color means on this animal and well, um, and them just being aware of their surroundings, knowing absolutely. that okay, they're getting a product from a stream. What else do we see in the stream? Oh, yeah. they're all under the rocks. So now we know to look under the rocks. Just, You've learned yeah. all there is to learn about a crawdad habitat. Yeah, while you're outside playing with your friends, totally unscripted, without shoes on, <laughs> without shoes on. You know, and yeah. our phones are so handy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We don't know everything. No, <laughs> and not that our kids have to have the answers right then and there. But if there's something that is pertinent to what they're exploring, we can provide them with that information. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a wonderful way to kind of blend the world mm-hmm. of technology with the world of nature mm-hmm. and just and just provide information when we're able. Well, and just last week we were came across those, you know, things they were calling zombie brains. And oh, yeah. we wanted to know if they were poisonous. Are these poisonous if we touch them? Are they going to irritate our skin? Are, or... Two weeks ago, we were looking at the caterpillars. Are these yeah. poisonous if we touch them? Are they, you mm-hmm. know, and that's... Do butterflies bite? Okay. Yeah. Well, that was one, bu- one of us had that question. Oh, not not, not all of us, but one of us did. <laughs> but, you know, using that technology right then and there. Yeah. And showing we, we don't have mm-hmm. all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers mm-hmm. to homeschool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all the answers to teach in a public school. Yeah. You have to be yeah, available and capable and accepting of learning every single day Mm -hmm. and yeah you know part of it i think is showing our kids how to use those resources absolutely what do you do when you don't know this these are the resources we have available to us Mm -hmm. no you don't just eat something you find out in nature because some stuff is poisonous Mm -hmm. some some plants do irritate our skin so we can't touch every single thing but we look it up thank god for technology yeah we see that it's not harmful go for it see what you think Go for it. Right. What about you? Tell us about your outdoor outdoor uh, journey. Mm. Are you an outdoor kid? Well, I'm an outdoor cat, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I lived outside. Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I pee outside. <laughs> you and Tilly. You and Tilly. No, but for real, like, I am an outdoor cat. I do love nature, and I do. I I read this quote once where it was like, you take the worst student in the classroom and you put them outside and you become the best student, and I feel Mm. like, oh, that speaks to my heart because Mm. I always got in trouble for speaking out loud or talking too much or disrupting the classroom, but when I'm in nature, I feel like I'm at peace. Mm. I, I like where I'm at. I like who I am. So for me, I, I just wanted to provide that same opportunity for my child. And, you know, she's she's a little weirdo, too, like me. So I, I thought maybe this would speak to her. And, and watching her, like, interact with your kids mm-hmm. and experience nature and being outside and being a leader and being a follower and just being who she is, I, I love witnessing that. So for me, I, I just love being outside with you guys and with my daughter and with your kids like that speaks to my heart but you know I don't I don't know if I have much more to say than that yeah I think too piggybacking on what you said about you know taking the worst student out of the classroom and into nature you know I have one that's not 
the most studious. She struggles with schools. But you get her outside, you give her the opportunity to challenge her body, you know, and she's she's confident. She's mm-hmm. turns into a leader. She is challenging her body by jumping, by climbing, by balancing, by, you know, whatever it may be, totally unprompted, probably doesn't even consciously notice it, but mm-hmm. subconsciously you know that she is feeling good out there. Mm-hmm. That you can see the mm-hmm. difference in her attitude. And you know what? She doesn't always get excited that we're going on adventures. Mm-hmm. She doesn't always feel up to it. But the second we get the gear on and we load the car and we make the drive and we get out, girl shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. <clears throat> I think one thing that we haven't touched on, because we, we, this whole podcast was how it started versus how it's going. So I think... Mm-hmm. We got in our rut of, or not in a rut, but in our groove of talking about nature because that's clearly what inspires us. But, you know, one thing with the how it started versus how it's going, I know for me, I thought homeschooling was school at home. Mm-hmm. I thought it was you do eight hours or six hours, seven hours, whatever it is. You do that time. You have to have a very strict schedule. You have to make sure that everyone is doing every single subject every single day. And... I have learned in the last four years, and they have been hard, hard lessons because there's been so much unlearning. Mm-hmm. Um, so for much de schooling mm-hmm. for, for myself, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that then I have to unlearn to then teach the new way to my children for them to learn. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that curriculum has its place, and I am so grateful for our curriculum, which we will all delve into on a later Mm -hmm. podcast stay Mm -hmm. tuned um (laughs) but I'm so grateful for my guides and my curriculum that I use but I realize that curriculum serves its purpose for certain subjects and Mm -hmm. then for my family what works best for us is that we do curiosity-based learning Mm -hmm. otherwise and so for us we use a curriculum for math and language arts and we stick to that and we do that and we Mm -hmm. prioritize it we do priority we want to make sure we get it done we get the lessons done as the Uh whole year goes through Mm -hmm. but on the day-to-day you know i saw a quote the other day it said uh you know you're a homeschooler if you take sunny days instead of snow days Mm -hmm. and that is so us if it's going to be 70 degrees in november in the middle of indiana Mm -hmm. you bet i'm putting those workbooks away and i'm going outside and i am going to get i don't even care if we just are in our backyard Mm -hmm. we're going to get sun on our faces Mm -hmm. um Ideally, we go for a hike at Mm -hmm. one of the state parks, but if not, we have sun on our faces, Mm -hmm. and we soak that in because we know there are going to be these dreary days. Mm -hmm. We we will have all day to get our book work done, and, Mm -hmm. you know, curriculum is important. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. It helps teach. It helps us learn some things that we know we're going to build upon in the future, Mm -hmm. but when they're Mm curiosity-led, you know, my oldest, Lennon, he, he could rival any high school student when it comes to history Mm -hmm. you know that kid knows everything there is to know about the wars and history and the different I mean he teaches me things every single day Mm -hmm. um and that's because I haven't put him in the box of he can only know fifth grade history Mm -hmm. no you go chase that Mm -hmm. you learn that you read you get you grab that knowledge Mm -hmm. utilize the resources for you and I think that's a big thing for me from how it started versus how it's going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. I can relate to that. 
I mean, you know, coming from a public school classroom, yeah. I ran a tight ship. Like, there was very predictable schedule. There was, you know, not not that I didn't give kids grace, but, like, they, the, you know, discipline was there, and um, everyone knew what to expect every day, and... Man, you guys, I was so organized for that first week of homeschool. Like, I don't (laughs) even, like, I'll have to show you my timed out blocks. Mm -hmm. You know, we were going to do math. We were going to wake up. We were all going to brush our teeth. We were going to get dressed. We were going to have breakfast. These were the things on the breakfast breakfast menu that day. We were going to, you know, sit down and do math. And then we're going to do reading. And, you know, I had lunch menus planned out. And everybody's going to eat the same thing for lunch. And, you know, oh. To a T. And I know that doesn't surprise either one of you at all. Mm-hmm. But I also had a nursing baby. Yeah. That I've always nursed on demand. Mm-hmm. And she didn't care that I had a school schedule. Mm-hmm. She didn't care that her sisters were now home. And it took about a day and a half to realize that <laughs> that this was not my classroom that I had down to a T. This was a totally new situation. And that I was really going to have to learn with it. And you guys, like, every single year has looked different. Mm -hmm. And I am still learning to let go of some control. I mean, you know, I went to public schools as a kid. I, we had a tight ship at home. Ran a tight ship in the classroom. Like, I have a lot of unlearning to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something that is just going to happen every day. But... I'm finally feeling at peace. I'm kind of feeling at peace about where we're at. And I love that. doesn't mean that I'm not done stressing. I'm still stressing that something's going to be learning. And learning. Yeah. But, man, if you would have asked day negative one homeschool mm-hmm. me what day one of <clears throat> homeschooling is going to look like, I could have told you to a T. Mm-hmm. Guess what? None of that happened. Not one single thing yeah. on my timed out chunk. See, that's so interesting to me because I – I'm not a school teacher. I'm not on the school board. But even me as just a mom, as a parent, I was thinking, okay, well, we're going to replicate school uh, yeah. at home mm-hmm. yeah. because I didn't know any better. Right. right. This was what you did, right? Yeah. So if we're going to do school, you're going to educate your child. You're going to do exactly what I know what to do, which is we're going to do morning time, then we're going to do reading yeah. time, and then we're going to do math time. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. not the case, you I guys. learned, yeah. So... I guess for me, like, I'm not even ingrained in that. I wasn't yeah, even educated yeah. in that. I didn't go to school for that. And I still But it still is ingrained in you. Yeah. Because you were grow- you uh, grew I mean, up in Like, my schools. subconscious, I was yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. this is how you do school. Yeah. Which was, you know, out the window within the first 30 yeah. seconds. So Absolutely. let me ask both of you this. Do you still struggle with school at home versus homeschooling? I feel like I do every once in a while. Mostly... When it comes to struggles, um, I've get I've given up brushing teeth at the same time. We don't all brush our teeth at the same time anymore. I've given up requiring clothes and not PJs. Mm-hmm. I've given up shoes and socks all the way. Um, I've given the kids complete control over when they're going to get their tasks of the day done. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like even Molly who's four will be like like this morning she woke up and she's like I want to get my school done right now and we sat down in preschool her preschool curriculum you know I never mention it to her it's not something that I'm set on doing every single day but if she's gonna ask to do it then I'm gonna sit down and do it with her Mm -hmm. um but 
when those days come that the lessons are hard and they don't seem to make sense and I've paused and I've pulled all the outside resources that I know and I've pulled all the visual you know manipulatives and all the real life examples if it's still not clicking I mean you guys know I came to you what month and a half ago Mm -hmm. it was like what am I supposed to do and you guys reminded me that you're just supposed to let it go and trust that whatever that is supposed to be learned that's going to be learned Mm -hmm. and ever since that day Everything has changed in our house. The mood has changed because my relationship is no longer broken and helmet on this mm-hmm. math lesson mm-hmm. because this textbook says this is what we should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. But then she's also showing that she does have understanding when she's baking and she's using fractions or she's doubling a recipe. And it might not be the steps that the textbook broke down. Mm-hmm. It might not be the steps that I read says that you should do or whatever the standardized testing is these days. But if she can apply it in real life, then it that's good enough for now. Mm-hmm. And if she needs to learn it later in life, then through me showing her what resources are out there, she's going to know that that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Because truly, the resources are there, you guys. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the AI will do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like... Really, at this point, I'm pretty dead set on critical thinking, creative thinking, problem solving, the things that you can't type into ChatGPT. Self-confidence. Self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes, self-awareness, yeah. socialization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, you're all shocked that we socialize our children, but we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so any type A listeners, they might, like, maybe think, oh, yeah, like, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. How did you come to a point where you, like, resolved in thinking okay this is enough the relationship is worth it mm-hmm. like talk us through that how do you go through that in your mind i or don't what? know that you can without the right people in your corner mm. um to be 100 percent honest <laughs> like i don't think that i would have gotten there without you guys like not to be sappy but i don't think i would have mm-hmm. i i mean i think Knowing me, I would have continued fighting the uphill battle mm-hmm. because that's what this says I need to do. Mm-hmm. That's what if if she goes out and socializes with or I throw her in a fifth grade classroom tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what they're learning. And so I would still be fixated on that mm-hmm. um, regardless of whether we were both in tears every day, regardless of whether we were yelling at each other every day, regardless of whether it was disrupting the peace in our entire home over a math lesson, Mm -hmm. which when you say that out loud sounds insane, but that's what we all do, right? Like that's what we've been taught to do. Mm -hmm. And I remember those fights when she was in first grade coming home with homework. Oh yeah. It it was a fight every single night. In the two hours that I got with her, Mm Before that we had between school and dance and then dance and dinner yeah. and then dinner and bath time and all, mm-hmm. and all the things. But you guys remind me, and I found resources along the way, which, again, we will mm-hmm. touch on in each podcast. Um, I think it's, I think it's finding your, I think it's finding your people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've got to, because, I, like, not homeschool moms don't get it. They don't understand the pressure that we feel every single day. They don't understand that not only do you feel mom guilt, now you feel teacher guilt for your own kids, mm-hmm. which is like a really, really heavy load to carry yeah. every yeah. single day. 
And if you don't have people in your corner that are supporting you and rallying you and reminding you of the reasons why you started homeschooling. I homeschooled because I wanted to be around my kids. I wanted to be an active participant in their education. That's why I pulled them from school because I couldn't do that there. Mm -hmm. Why would I let a math lesson ruin our entire relationship? That sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know? But I need those reminders every single day. Right. I need them every single yep. day. I need somebody to say it out loud every single day. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you, Kenna? <clears throat> well, I think I'm, I'm going to pivot us mm-hmm. into our redo and resource uh-huh. segment. Okay. Because that I was in charge of the redo this week, and that's really where mine comes in. Redo. And resources. So for me, my redo, um, when it comes to this topic, and sometimes our redos are going to fit perfectly into our topic, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're going to be completely random. But I think if I could go back and redo something, um, I would understand that homeschooling is not homeschool at home, or not school at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to take back my power and be bold and be confident in our decision and in trusting my children because I I know it took me quite a while to be bold and confident. I remember my first year I always said well we're doing it right now just because we you know we want to protect Tilly and we just got to be careful and so we're just we're just trying this Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like I remember the spring came of that first year of homeschooling and I thought well what if I did it next year when the world is open Mm because the world had started to open up Mm -hmm. and the children's museum was open Mm -hmm. and the um I don't know all the thing the things Mm -hmm. the library the Mm -hmm. the places that we could go Mm -hmm. we we could actually go to places and I thought wait a second if I if I have places to go what will this look like and so I wanted to try doing it but it was very much like I'm just going to try it for one year with other resources Mm -hmm. and I think it was year three that really I started to grow my confidence and Mm -hmm. I think year four I am now learning to be unapologetically myself Mm -hmm. and unapologetically ourselves Mm -hmm. with my children as well and so um trusting my children and realizing that what we do at home, it's about us. It's about um, the five of us. It's about what does this look like for us? How can we go on our own educational journeys? Whatever that looks like, whether it follows the perfect grade level or not, whether Mm -hmm. we're above, whether we're behind, whether we're right, we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And to piggyback on what Michelle shared, it, you know, I, I will say that this is a resolution to my redo because my redo is all about being confident and taking my being bold and taking my power um, and understanding what gift I have being a homeschooler. And today, my son, um, I was so proud that I I got to the point where I didn't completely have to redo it. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, I kind of had to a little bit, but not all the way, because uh, my son was really struggling with improper fraction conversions and reducing of those improper fraction conversions, which when you say it aloud, Mm -hmm. it's just like 
absurd. I feel like if we have any I, listeners have ever had to convert, If you ever had a six and three-fourths plus eight know. and ten-fourths plus... Let us know. Because you know, we all know you did the one-fourth six times. Yeah, I mean... We didn't convert that shit. It's just, you know, it's, it's just so funny because it's like, I've never had a... I've never had to add six and three-fourths plus mm-hmm. three and three-fourths and then reduce that fraction once I've added... like. Never in my life have I had to do that. And, you know, a core of homeschooling is if you can if you can think of a real-life way to teach it, do that. Then do it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then, don't. then take a moment to think, is this necessary mm-hmm. to teach? And, you know, they, they, I am still unlearning, so <laughs> it's a gray area for me because there's sometimes I think, well, but you never know what they're going to need, so we kind of have to teach it. But... Life will teach them it mm. if they need it, you know. Or the resources you show them how or to use. Or the resources <laughs> that they know how to use when they can say, hey, Echo. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. And so today we were doing this, and the relationship was being ruined. There were tears. There were, I could see on him, it, it was confusing. I could watch him just be, I, I watched his face just go totally defeated. I heard his voice crack. I heard myself getting frustrated that to be perfectly honest I know how to do it but I could not explain why he would need to do this Uh and so I was trying I was trying to come up with a like why you need to add six and three fourths plus eight and three fourths but I really could not get there and so I was frustrated with myself because I was pushing him but at the same time, I wanted him to accomplish that. And he had other pages on his paper to do. And so you do the paper. Mm-hmm. But I went into my bathroom and I texted these two. And I said, tell me I can stop. I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. He can he can stop. It doesn't define him. If he needs to know how to con- add and convert fractions and then reduce them for a future for himself, he's going to get to know that or he's mm-hmm. going to have the resources to guide him to that. Mm-hmm. And when I had the conversation with him today to say, you know what, we're done. We're going to pause on this. It's not that we're not going to ever come back to it. And there might be something in your math that makes us come back to it. But mm-hmm. right now we're going to pause. Mm-hmm. And to see the physical relief, the emotional relief that he felt – and the gratitude, you know, he gave me the biggest hug and said, thank you, Mommy. And I had truthfully told these two that, you know, what if give a mouse a cookie thing happens where I tell him I'm going to let him stop because this is a struggle. And then now he thinks that any time he doesn't want to mm-hmm. do his work, he can just say, oh, this is hard. And I thought, what well, what a jerk move on my end to assume that he would ever manipulate me like that or mm-hmm. go that that would be his first nature because it wasn't mm-hmm. he was simply relieved in the fact that like this was something he was struggling with and we're going to give him the time and space to figure it out mm-hmm. so I think that with that experience it was like it was still the redo in the exact moment that it was and there will be a lot more with this but it was something that I felt I felt empowered by to echo your words again to by the community that I have in the two of you mm-hmm. and um just learning over the past four years to trust myself and to trust my children. And, and so our resource mm-hmm. for this 
episode is the book Free to Learn by Peter Gray, which, have you read that? I can't remember if you've read that. Mm, Pieces, yeah, maybe? Maybe twice. Probably whatever we've paraphrased yeah. for you. So yeah. Hannah and I both yeah. read it. Um, and it's just filled, it, it was kind of a, it helped to get me in the right mindset. Yeah. Of, I think when I went into this, and even during the time of COVID, you know, it was like, I, I've got to have this craft and then this activity and then this puzzle and then this book and then this and, and I had to have or all the things plan, planned yeah. or they're going to be bored mm-hmm. and therefore won't be learning or annoying me or mm-hmm. driving me crazy or bickering at each other or whatever and free to learn kind of gets you in that mind space of hey kids need to be bored if you mm-hmm. give them the space and the courage and the support that they need, they are natural learners. They will learn. Mm-hmm. They will learn. Mm-hmm. They will learn. Mm-hmm. Your kid found a feather on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and he was measuring it. He was learning. He was sketching it. He was looking through books to identify it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's baking that they're interested in, they're measuring ingredients. They're reading the directions. There, you know, there was one time that my daughter was making banana nut bread or banana chocolate chip banana bread, which she loves to make. It's her thing. Nobody else is allowed to make it in the house. And she did, I think it called for one quarter or one half teaspoon of salt. She did one half, one, one half or one quarter cup, whatever it called for. Instead of teaspoon, she did cup. Mm. I could tell the second she gave me a piece out of the oven, went all the way to the oven, right? Because she didn't want my help. She could do it. Mm-hmm. Trusted her. Okay. Second she gave me a piece, I mean, I touched my tongue to it, and I knew there was entirely too much salt. She's telling me this tastes really salty. So we went back through all the things. Guess what she learned right then and there? You really have to pay attention, and not paying attention can ruin your entire loaf of bread. You know? And that's what Free to Learn by Peter Gray offers us. He delves into specific issues in our American school system. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that you know, test scores kind of are there and are served to uh, very specifically identify students. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that deficits are highlighted instead of strengths, Mm -hmm. the way that, um, you know, we don't really give them the space to be bored, to think critically, to think creatively, to question, to problem solve, and that this is the way it is. Um, and so that's why that's our resource for our first episode is because I think it helped you and I yeah. straight out of the gate realize that we don't have to plan every second for these kids. Yeah. I mean, having art supplies mm-hmm. handy in our homes or puzzles or a variety of books, all those things are very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly, kids are pretty innovative. And if they yeah. don't have what they're looking for especially if they're a creative-minded child, they're going to just make whatever they're looking for. Mm -hmm. I know your daughter's very creative. My middle's very creative. Yours are very creative. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have, you know, say, I don't know, whatever they might be looking for to create a project or to, you know, complete a task, they're they're going to find something Mm -hmm. somewhere, and they're going to make it fit what they need. Oh, yeah. (laughs) To accomplish their task. I love that. I think when I listen to both of you, I feel like we all are all about the relationship versus Mm -hmm. the test score or the outcome of learning the concept. Um, 
And I think if we have any listeners that are truly, really wanting to homeschool or on the fence of that, Mm -hmm. and if you are thinking about your relationship with your child and if you value that, um, like, homeschooling can be a very beautiful thing Mm -hmm. for you. Um, It can be very challenging, though, too. Mm -hmm. So um, I love listening to both of you. I feel like I learned so much from both of you, and um, I appreciate you sharing so much. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Is that the wrap on episode one? Was it? All right. Stay Thank tuned you. for more. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Barefoot Scholars underscore the podcast to follow along on all of our adventures. You can also like and subscribe to our channel to make sure you don't miss our next episode. And if you like what you hear, we would love for you to leave a review.